0: No, you're not alone, because I'm going to make
1: this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sikoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show, and welcome to 2023. We made it, folks. Good to know. For this uh, first show of the year, we have some great folks with us. Randy Rocky, who is the, one of the head guys over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy at 6450736. Also, here, another dear friend of mine, Lee Harris, legal counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow. And you can reach out to Lee anytime on her personal cell phone at area code 5026497964. And if you are thinking about selling your home here in 2023, You may want to reach out to me. I can talk to you about what the plan might look like. It's free, no obligation. We can get together and just talk. You can reach me anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. And we'll be giving those numbers out as we go through the show. A reminder... We're doing our Zoom show because of COVID still. I know COVID is kind of in the background, but we're still doing it via Zoom. And it makes it very easy for us to gather to do the show, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you want to see a replay of this show, at any time, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com to redirect to our YouTube channel where we have video of the show, as well as the audio, of course. Coming up a little later on in the show, the strangest and most extreme requests relatives have received from clients. It's kind of a follow-up <laughs> to last last week's uh, show. So we'll start off the uh, new year with, uh, with Leah. Question for you. Jessica writes in that she has her house on the market and her agent just called and is asking if other agents, buyers... Can come see her house. Apparently, the other agents' buyers are busy. I guess on this New Year weekend, and the her agent, Jessica's agent, is busy. And so, the agent's asking, should I let them in by themselves? I have an answer, but Lee, let's from you from an attorney's standpoint. What are your thoughts?
2: Um, well, number one, it would have to be up to the seller, I guess, because one of the reasons you have an agent with you is because you don't necessarily want. Um, unknown random people in your house without yep. supervision, but um, you know, if, if the seller said yes, um, I mean, I guess it's okay. But as a, from a legal standpoint, I'd say don't do it because there's a lot of liability there. You know, they could be totally legit, but they could also be somebody who's looking for some kind of medication or, or looking to you know, uh, scan the place to maybe come back later. You know, it's just it, I just think that having and either the seller's agent or the buyer's agent or the seller present would be a
1: better idea absolutely correct that that would be my suggestion never ever let people who are unrepresented in to see uh, the house unless the agent is there because they're responsible ultimately for the buyer when they walk to their home and not that we're saying there's going to be anything nefarious but having an agent there who's licensed the, the buyer's agent specifically Is the best to protection and caution that you could take when showing the home. So the answer, Jessica, is I would not let the uh, buyers in. They can reschedule. All right, Randy, we go over to you. And Joe is writing in, and he's about to purchase a home, and at the last minute, Joe was told his house was not insurable. Now, from what Joe writes, the mortgage company had no problem with his home, but his insurance company indicated that there was extensive water damage, and they weren't going to insure it. So I'm not so sure about the extensive water damage, but he's asking how is that possible? Is, how does his insurance company know that there may have been water damage or even say no-go on a on a purchase?
0: Well, I mean, I, I would think that would have came out in the home inspection. If it de- didn't come out in the home inspection, I think he can go to another insurance company because I have never heard of that. Uh, and, you know, I you learn something new every day, and I learned something new today that uh, water in a home I don't know where they were to receive that information so uh, I think that I think that what he would need to do is just get other insurance companies involved
1: So I will tell you from having done this show for a number of years we've had a question like that similar to that years ago and what I did find out is that there is a national clearinghouse for all insurance agents and what they do is they check to see if there have been any claims filed against a home in the past year Uh-huh We talked about this maybe a week or two ago that someone wanted to have – it was a claim made on a roof, and one of the people didn't want to replace a roof and just wanted to go ahead – and patch the roof and pocket the rest of the money, which would be illegal. But the same premise holds that maybe something had happened that's on this national registry, Joe, which is what's preventing the insurance company from uh, insuring your house, the house you're buying. I think Randy's got a good point. Go to another insurance company um, and then let them do the workup and see if it comes back. If so, mm-hmm. you got a problem, and it's better to know that in advance before oh, you yeah. ad- buy by the mm-hmm. home. Yeah. All right, we move over now, Lee, and a reminder that if you'd like to see uh, as we go forward here what uh, sellers are saying about us, my Secola team, you can go to louisvillesellerstalk.com or you can do uh, just go on and type in louisvillezillow or louisvillegoogle.com and that'll take you to reviews. So you got video and reviews to learn about us as we move forward in 2023. So, Lee, Vicki just completed uh, moving into her new condo, and her moving company broke some of her furniture, and that includes the TV. Now, there's, according to Vicky, they're giving her somewhat of a hard time, a runaround, she says, about fixing or replacing the TV, and she's wondering what are her options. Are we looking at a small claims court? Uh, yes.
2: Well, I'm, yes. I'm certain that if she looked at her contract, there's got to be something in the contract with the movers as to what they're responsible for and their liability and all of that. And after she's reviewed that, if it's a TV that's less than $2,500 and they won't pay for it, then she can tell them, I'm taking you to small claims court. If it's more than $2,500, then she can go to district court, which is up to 5,000. If the TV's more than 5,000. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty nice. TV. Um, but uh, so, you know, yes, I would just actually send them a letter first and say, this is what I expect based on paragraph such and so of our contract. If you didn't, don't do that, then by next, you know, give them a deadline by next Wednesday, January, whatever, I will uh, be placing a claim with the small claims court.
1: Yeah, maybe that works. You know, they when you move, they offer you an advanced or uh, some sort of more costly insurance. I've right. never known whether that's legit or there's any benefit in doing anything like that. If anybody knows, let us know and send us an email, bob at com, because we'd love to spread the word if there is a reason to go do enhanced insurance to protect your valuables, right? All right, we move forward. Uh, Randy Michael writes in. He's buying his first house later this month, and he wants to know, and I know this is going to be tough for you to, to ballpark here, but we'll, wants to know, when will the first mortgage payment be due? So let's talk about that process because there is somewhat of a time period between closing and the first mortgage payment. Explain why.
0: Sure. So, if uh, give an example, if he closes in March, his first payment will be May first. If he closes in April, his per- first payment will be June the first. So you you skip a calendar month and then you make a payment. Uh, in most situations, you make a payment the following month.
1: And that's actually true also if you're refining as well. You you skip a month. So you're paying the taxes in advance and insurance. Is that what you're doing? Is that why you're skipping a month? Yes,
0: and escrowing. Uh, So uh, you're paying 15 usually, and Lee knows about this as well, uh, usually about 15 months in insurance. And depending on when you close, uh, so they take three months plus 12 and usually when you close on taxes, it just depends on the time of year when you close on taxes. But you know, uh, 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 what we normally do is in most situations, like if you close in May, you're looking at about six months.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little benefit when you do a refi or when you close, you got a little bit of some extra cash coming. Right. We're, we've got more questions coming up and a reminder a little later on, the strangest and most extreme requests realtors have received from their clients. This ought to be interesting as I read this uh, through to you. Lee, the next question sent to us from Thomas. Uh, may be interesting to a lot of homeowners. He says he bought a home in 2020. Thomas writes, he said, it was uh, professionally appraised for $65,000. The county, he doesn't say which county that is, but it could be any of our counties, is uh, taxing him on $106,000 without ever seeing the home. He says, on top of that, my homeowner's insurance, has gone up 183% based wow. on an arbitrary county valuation. He says he can't afford it. He'll have to sell his home. He was told he can't protest his property taxes because the home was a foreclosure. He says he's 63, single, lives on disability, doesn't have a, a professional appraisal, uh, but should he get one? Where? How, she, how should he proceed? Well,
2: if... In most counties, there is an appeal process, and it usually requires, for example, in Jefferson County, it requires getting two uh, arm's length appraisals and then submitting an appeal to the Jefferson County uh, Council, who does those hearings. And then they will determine if the, what the real value is according to today's market, and they will either reassess the taxes or not.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so most people don't do it because they just figure, well, by the time I pay all this money go through all this, what if they just don't even uh, – Uh, Reassess, And I think probably the issue that it was a foreclosure, Uh the house probably is worth more than what he paid for it because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the foreclosure sale, you usually get uh, properties for a very good price. So he may have made up for the price what he's now, you know, paying for in taxes and insurance.
0: Well, the the other thing is he can do is uh, he is under a homestead exemption. You know, when you're above 62, 62 or above, and this is for all people uh, on this show, you get $40,000 off your property tax. So oh, for good example, point. if it's worth a hundred thousand, yeah. go to 60,000 and I can't emphasize this enough how some people don't take advantage of that, but that, in that situation, that would get him back down to what he paid for the home. Yeah. Excellent good,
1: point. Good, good point. And, uh, when you mentioned an appraisal two appraisals, Lee, um, could realtors do those as, um, a CMA, a competitive market analysis, or does it have to be a legitimate appraisal from an appraiser?
2: Well, in Kentucky, you don't have to actually have an appraiser's license to do an appraisal, uh, as long as it's not for a federal loan. Mm. So that's the, the purpose of it, is to is just to make an appeal. Um, I think it's they call it um, two <laughs> uninterested housekeepers, is how they say it in the, the old language of okay. law. Yeah.
1: So, so that's why you're saying arm's length. Uh...
2: Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. not your okay. not your neighbor,
1: mm-hmm. right? Understood. So, Randy, before we go to break, one more question for you. Jessica's going to buy her first home in two thousand twenty three. Congratulations, Jessica! Mm-hmm. And she's heard a variety of questions about how much of a home she can afford, and she's wondering: Is there any formula that she can follow? Yeah. You got any formula that you would normally?
0: Yes, I, I really think any credit card expenses, car expenses, student loans. Any expenses where you owe a debt on, uh, and including your house payment, you don't wanna be above 50%. I like to keep it more in the 40% range. So for example, let's say that you have a $400 car payment and you make $4,000 gross a month, you would not want a mortgage, and that's all you have. You would not want a mortgage payment, including taxes and insurance over $1,600. Got it. So that would get you at 50% debt to income is the way it's as uh, stated. And we do a very good job. Not, and there are other companies that do, I'm sure, as well. But we we really try to put the person in the right situation on debt to income. And she could call me about that. That's something my, uh, in fact, my one of my daughters is really big into the whole debt to income thing, and we've been talking about that. So, good. anyways.
1: Well, and we'll give out Randy's number in just a second. And one little uh, something as a little caveat here on this, Jessica, I would tell you, regardless of what you're told you can afford, it's something that really is more personal than that. It's how much do you feel? How comfortable do you yep. feel making that payment every month? So if it feels like you're going to be breaking the bank or you're you're overdoing it. So take a step back because that Absolutely. that's important, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, When we come back, the strangest and most extreme requests that uh, all of us realtors have received from clients that should be interesting with us. And continuing to the top of the hour on this uh, first day of 2023, Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. They do a great job on getting you into a loan. You can reach Randy at six four five zero seven three six, And Lee Harris, legal counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow. And Limestone does a great job of closing that loan and getting you moving forward. And you can reach Lee. And by the way, they have great cookies over there. 649-7964 is Lee's direct. And my cell number, if you're thinking about selling, by the way, we have um, now six ways to help you sell. In fact, before you necessarily have to move out of the house. If you want more information about that, go to bobsellmyhome.com or you can call me 376 5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
2: seven seven
1: Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky.
0: We know buyers want to purchase and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? visit a 2-1 buy-down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may
1: apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645-0736 NMLS 2 You probably don't think you spend much time in your home's nasty crawl space, but you
0: really do. That moldy air passes right through your floors and in your family's living area, causing allergies and more. Let AquaLock remove the mold and debris, disinfect your crawl space, and
1: install an airtight barrier, giving you back a healthy home environment with clean, fresh air. It'll even pay for itself in 10 years with utility savings, and your floors will feel warmer in the winter. Call AquaLock today for your free inspection. 495-9450. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the
2: same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran. And I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg
0: would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com.
1: News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokola, The Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here with you until the top of the hour here on Eight forty WHS, hope it's a good uh, New Year's Day for you. It's first day of 2023. With us continuing, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone, Title, and Escrow, 6497964. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, Great People, 6450736. And you can reach me, Bob Saccola, anytime on my cell phone if you want to talk about a plan for putting your home on the market and possibly selling it in 2023 or beyond. You can reach me at three seven six five four eight three. The strangest and most extreme requests Realtors have had. This is no joke. These have actually come in, and you might find a, get a kick out of this. One client asked an agent to spy on a prospective buyer. Now, Lee, I'm going to bring you in on this in a second because there's a question okay. that is involved in this. Terry in Missouri and uh, one in Kansas said the strangest requests client asked them to install a listening or video device in their home so they could keep and hear the prospective buyer's comments. Now, Uh here's where this gets interesting on this particular question that here in Kentucky, as long as, and correct me if I'm wrong, as long as one person knows that there is a recording taking place of the people who are being recorded, um, it is legal. Am I right so far or clarify on that?
2: As long as one person in the conversation knows of it.
1: In, so, in the conversation, right? right. right. Yeah. Yet there are questions, and that, and we we talked about this in my team meeting a couple of days ago. That if you're outside a house, and you're being videoed and listened to, you're fine. But if you're in the house, it's not legal. Now, can you clarify that? As as long as one person knows, in that conversation is being recorded, it is legal, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. So if the seller is asking the agent to uh, listen to the buyers. The buyer, yeah. knows that conversation is giving cons- is it knows that it's being recorded because the sellers are not part of the conversation.
1: So that would be illegal. Okay, got That's it. Right. Another question. One uh, comment. One agent was asked to walk a client's dog every time he showed their home. That's kind of uh, risky, especially if the dog <laughs> doesn't know you. One foreign buyer wanted to buy a home over FaceTime, and in fact, he did it. And that's not so unusual these days. No? Um which happens because people are so excited to find a home that they like they want to just buy it quickly. One client asked to use every bathroom in the home before buying it, presumably to <laughs> check the water pressure. Mm-hmm. A seller, you right? A seller wanted to buy the buyer to take their pet along with the home. So in other words, this is not a walking situation. You oh, want my wow. house great, you got to take the pet. I, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that I will never get Never give up my doggies. Nope. No. An agent had to clean out a shed in a foot of snow because the homeowner forgot to do it. So this agent was asked to do it. A client asked agents to walk, get this, their parrot through the house to make sure it was, the parrot was comfortable in the home. And uh, one buyer asked the agent to spray a hose on each home they looked at to see how it would sound in the rain. All right. Enough of those. Go (laughs) on with your questions. That's my favorite. Which one's your favorite? The (laughs) the hose. The Yeah, I I get that. All right, Randy, Manny is planning on applying for a mortgage this year, and he's heard through the grapevine that once he applies, there are some things he should not do. One of those things that Manny talks about is don't deposit large sums of cash, and he's wondering why. Now, I'm going to give you some of the other things that I've thought of, and, and you may come up with some of it yourself, but let's go over the reasons behind this. So don't deposit large sums of cash. Why?
0: Because then we have to source it and find out where that cash came from, and then that gets into a whole nother can of worms.
1: I got so, Okay. Yeah. So then
0: – If we already have enough assets yeah. to close the loan, if it's not a zero-money-down deal, then we just want you to have your normal – basically your normal work income come in and that's it even i really don't even want bonuses to go into that account i'd rather them go into a savings account this normal income
1: all right so why would manny or anybody else who's uh, applying for a mortgage not make any large purchases where does what does that fall
0: R- right so if you make a large purchase you well if you if you pay cash for it and it doesn't come out of the checking account where or the savings account where you verified the funds to close on the house for the down payment, then we're okay with that. But I'd rather them stay out of that. But if they do make a large purchase and get, a, get it financed, and we just talked about debt to income a little bit earlier, Bob, yeah. that can get that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Then we have to rerun the file to make sure it's approved. So we asked them really just not to make the purchases until after after really they close the home.
1: How about co-signing a loan for anyone? What would be the oh, reason? Yes.
0: Yeah. yes, so the same thing is obviously if you co-sign a loan, you're on the hook for it. So that changes your debt to income, which means we have to rerun everything for the underwriters to make sure it's a provable loan.
1: So also how about switching bank accounts after you've applied for a mortgage?
0: just rather not do that because then you get into a situation of transferring the money over and then we got to – it's more verification we just rather them wait until they finish uh closing the home and then they can switch bank accounts
1: two more things applying for a new credit card or a loan while you are applying for a mortgage
0: yes because then uh, then we have to verify that you didn't get the mortgage or the credit card because then you have a situation where you could have a debt to income issue as well so but- That just don't really have your credit pulled much much more often. uh, Of of course, the client's allowed to do what they want, but we'd rather them not do that.
1: Yeah, it sends up a red flag. And then finally, closing a checking account. Why would that hinder the application for a mortgage?
0: Well, if if it's the checking account we use to store the funds, then that's where that would get difficult. If it wasn't for that, then we we wouldn't have a problem with it. But we'd just rather kind of keep everything status quo. We don't even want, like, if somebody has a medical bill to pay off or a collection... We don't even, we just want everything status quo until we pay it off, and then they can negotiate those, those things out after that.
1: All right. Good, good answers. Hopefully that helped uh, Manny in his uh, application. You can always go to SWAT and app- apply there too. All right. So we go over to Lee. David has an interesting question that should get the attention of uh, all would be real estate investors. And for sale by owner home buyers. David writes, I am a novice real estate investor. I'm guessing David put an offer in on a home because he goes on to write, the stated closing date in the purchase agreement was supposed to be December 3rd. The house had a broken front window. I had an addendum stating, that I wanted the window fixed by closing. The window wasn't fixed until December 14th. He told the agent that he wanted to close on January 1st, or in this case, January 2nd, I guess tomorrow, since the last closing date was missed. They refused. And then the seller's real estate agent and broker stated that David is out of contract and they relisted the house. And now he's trying to get his earnest money back. Uh so now there's a big brouhaha over this thing. So, Lee, where does this fall in terms of your mind? Who's right? Who's wrong? What, is, what does our guy, David, need to do?
2: David, you were in the right. Um, if you had a repair that was supposed to be done and it wasn't done timely, then um, and the closing was delayed because of that, then after that you and the seller both had a reasonable time to close. Yep. I'd say two weeks being January 2nd is reasonable time. And so without a release uh, and giving you your money back and getting your release of your original contract, um, the property should not have been put back on the market. And you should get your earnest money back regardless because really you're, you've been
1: in the right. What would he do? Does he, I guess he goes to the broker, but more importantly, how does he, if he wants to the house still, how yeah. does he proceed in your mind?
2: Uh, well, if you are in Louisville, then there is a mediation arbitration provision in your contract. It's paragraph 26. And I would immediately uh, contact the seller and the seller's agent through your buyer's agent and let them know that the buyer is still uh, in contract and that they intend to enforce their contract. And mm. um, if they don't agree, then you can always proceed to
1: mediation. Got it. All right. Good answer. We move forward. A reminder, if you'd like to hear our shows, or listen to some of our past show. We we have, I don't know, eight years worth of shows. <laughs> uh, you can go to, we sell louisvilleradio dot or wherever you get your podcasts on Apple. For example, you can do a research for us, on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Jennifer has okay credit, according to her email. She is concerned, Randy, about being turned down for a mortgage, so she's wondering what are some of the things that she might be denied a mortgage. As she makes applications, she wants to be proactive. That's a good idea.
0: Well, I I, I still think it's it's good to uh, have your credit pulled by a mortgage company to see where you're at. And uh, once once we do that and we look at the credit score, then we, and what situation are in, then we can put together on um, what if scenarios if she pays down a credit card or if she pays off a collection. That we can get her approved or she might be approvable now. And you know, that's something that our company does a great job with because we are a broker and we have 40 different underwriters. Sincerely, we can get people approved as you well know, Bob, that other people can't. Yeah. And I really recommend that, um, in that situation, sincerely, that she reaches out to us. I mean, we're, we're very good at, at at putting people in that type of situation and we're not a bank or a captive lender. There's, and there's a lot more options with Swan as with us being having 40 different underwriters and being a broker. So that's what I would do. I would have, if she doesn't want to use Swan, I would have at least somebody pull her credit and figure it out from there.
1: All right. It, quickly, there's been a lot of talk in years that if you have somebody pull your credit, it reduces your credit rating. So as kind of a, a caveat to this yeah. question.
0: Well, the, yeah. the, the only thing I will say about that, I mean, there are different – people that think different things. My opinion is if you're doing a house, uh, if you're looking at a home, that it will not affect it near as much or not at all. So, but if you're looking at doing furniture or more credit cards or 90 days, same as cash, yeah, that can affect your credit. But due to the fact you're looking at home, it. I, I've read all kinds of different statistics on it, but I, I, I feel like that you have a lot less chance of credit dropping, looking having a company pull it for an actual home.
1: Yeah. Plus, it's good to know where you stand before you start yes. making application. Yeah. And I would always tell you to shop around for a mortgage lender. But the good yes. news is that the Swan does a great job. All right. We are uh, out of time on this show. Uh, certainly, it went very fast. Mm-hmm. I want to thank the participants, as they are on a regular basis, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title, and Escrow. You can reach Lee anytime, 649-7964. Thanks, Lee. Also, Happy New Year,
2: everyone. Thank yeah, you. Happy
1: New Year, right? And Happy Randy Year, Rocky Lee. over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy uh, and have him pull your credit just to check to see where your credit is. You can reach him at 645 645- 0736 and if you're thinking about selling your home here in 2023 or beyond, you can call me anytime and I'll come out. We'll just talk. We can do it via Zoom or I can make an appearance at your house and we can review a plan. All you need to do is uh, pick up a phone give me a call. 376-5483 On behalf of all of us here on our radio show, Happy New Year everybody See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS